uh, I'm sorry, I will speak frankly. Uh, I'm a little bit fed up of the people who make a vlog about scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, guys. It happens everywhere in the world. Even in mm. Paris, Japanese people uh, are scammed. This vlog about uh, negotiation. I got this taxi for this. I'm a real traveler because I saved 100 rupees. Yeah, but guys, you don't know anything about the taxi driver life who has been to earthquake, who has been to COVID, who probably has a family to feed. You are saving 100 rupees? Wow, but I try, guys. You have nothing else to speak about. I'm sorry, but in, for me, the Western world is the same everywhere. Paris, New York, Berlin, for me, they are the same cities with the same people, with the same dress, with the same mentality, with people who don't believe anymore, you know? Same everything. And in Nepal, in 50 kilometers, <laughs> you can change, really, you change planet. Uh, you, you are with Talu people and suddenly you are with Gurung people in the Himalaya. It's not the same atmosphere. So for me, this is the big richness of Nepal. That's why we should travel in Nepal. If, if somebody had to go on a date, <laughs> what places would you recommend? Today's episode, we have a YouTube travel vlogger famously known as the Nepali Tongi Dai, a French guy living in Nepal who wishes to discover the country, the inhabitants, and show the diversity of cultures and traditions through his videos. Welcome to the SJK Podcast. So this episode is sponsored by Sandwich Hub. Sandwich Hub is a cozy place at Jamsikhel where you guys can have your fresh sandwiches and one of the juiciest burger in town. Sandwich Hub has started catering towards small and medium scale events such as schools slash college programs, shareholder meetups, gathering, etc. If you are interested, do contact them in the following number. Also, don't forget to treat yourself with some fresh sandwiches and delicious burgers at Sandwich Hub. Thank you so much for coming to my podcast. Uh, welcome in in our culture or in our in our words, we say Zozolapa. Oh, Jojolapa. Nevaribasa. <laughs> Nevaribasa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to uh, start this podcast uh, by um, asking you, where did your journey in Nepal start? So when did you actually come to Nepal and start exploring Nepal? Okay, so it was like uh, nine years ago, 2014. Mm -hmm. Noble Sagadi, Um The first reason was uh, to make some social work. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom was already running a children's home in Nepal. Oh. So she was there for a few years, but mm -hmm. I had not the time to come yet because uh, I was working as a journalist reporter, um, directing some documentaries. So I was traveling around the, the world. It was a pretty cool job. And finally, the chance came to, to come in Nepal, 2014, and to participate to the, yeah, to help for the children's home uh, of my mom to discover what she was mm -hmm. doing. And yeah, it was pretty much love at first sight. Uh, so were, were you also there for the, um, when the earthquake happened? Yeah, I was there also. Yeah, because 2014, first time, and when I left, my I was only thinking of coming back, coming back. You see, uh, I was back in Paris for my work, and my only obsession was to come back in Nepal. Uh -huh. And I came, did some trekking, and then the earthquake happened. So you were here. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your experience about the earthquake? Because it was so traumatic for us. Yeah, for us. <clears throat> it's pretty strange to say that, but I think it's one of the not I cannot say best, but one of the maybe the most important moment of my life because probably the one that decided 
I wanted to live in Nepal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you, you share some difficult moments with people mm -hmm. um, and you try to help each other, even if you're from abroad, you're a foreigner, you, something is happening between you and the people, the, the, the local people. And I felt like I was part of Nepal, definitely. You know, the link was more strong. It was not, <clears throat> sorry, it was not holidays anymore or just passing by. I felt like slowly a part of me was starting to belong here. So that was, yeah, it was a difficult time, but uh, it was very important time also for me. So you mentioned your, I think, documentary journey. Uh, most people might see you as food, uh, I mean, like a vlogger on YouTube, but mm -hmm. I see you as like a really good filmmaker. <laughs> Thank you. Because the story you tell and then how you uh, put all the aspects in one video, mm -hmm. I think it's truly, uh, uh, it's truly good. And if you could share a bit on the, the filmmaking side of your mm -hmm. uh, vlogs as well, that would be really good. So but my first formation was editing. Uh -huh. uh, uh, so I studied in a... Uh, oh, audiovisual school in Paris. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really into editing. That was my stuff. And slowly I went to the camera and I had the chance to be director for some documentaries. So like this, I had pretty much all the process, you know, from the writing, syncing the story, shooting, editing. So I guess that's why in my vlog, maybe you will feel that even, I don't know if we can call that really vlog. I'm a little bit in the middle, middle yeah. between the vlog because you have to, you are on the YouTube platform. So you have to respect some codes of YouTube. Uh, so the first one was very difficult is to speak alone <laughs> with, yeah, uh, in front of your camera. Yeah, yeah, the beginning was a little bit awkward and very difficult for me. I was more generally used to um, um, shoot the people, not shoot at myself. So that was one code I had to learn, but for the rest, yeah, I think I try to put some documentary codes uh, in my videos. So uh, in 2014, when you first came to Nepal, so were you were you like uh, at that time? Were you already decide? Did you already decide that you were going to stay here, or was it after 2015-16? Uh, yeah, 2015. I knew uh, Bukamba Bella mm -hmm. uh, at the earthquake. I knew something strong was happening. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to spend more time mm -hmm. and yeah, I think at that moment I knew I wanted to find a way to stay, you see, mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, for foreigners, you have only five months, uh, I mean, 150 days, I think to stay in Nepal. So I had to find a way, like, how can I stay more? So yeah, I, d I decided pretty fast, which was not an easy decision. If, I mean, for me it was, but if you think out, out of the box, you will be like, I had a good life in Paris, good job, good salary. And I decided to, to leave, you know, from one uh -huh. day to another, like, okay, it's not, I'm not interested anymore. I want to be in Nepal. Oh. So when all Nepalese people wants to go abroad, I was, yeah, me, was I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to stay here. So for some people, either Nepali or foreigners, they were, yeah, it's a big choice. But for me, it was not, it was just making sense, you know, for me, I had to be here. Just like otherwise it was in Paris, I was getting a little bit bored. The more I was coming to Nepal, there was all these colors, these flavors, this mess also. I mean, Kathmandu is a bit messy, but, and I was coming back to Paris and everything was gray and stable and logical. And I was like, where, where is the incense? Where, 
uh, it's to cross the road, there is just a green light and cross mm -hmm. the road in Kathmandu is already an adventure, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was missing the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, the, so it was just making sense for me. I realized mm -hmm. like, I think it was my destiny to, uh -huh. to be here. So, so while I was starting uh, my 12th, uh, uh, I think I also uh, was starting, I studied um, Spanish a bit. So I, in that course, I also studied some uh, European, um, let's say European culture a bit. And what were your culture shocks when you uh, came to Nepal? What were your first culture shocks? That there is a culture al <laughs> alive. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I mean, you say you study about European culture. Yeah, yeah. I guess in the past. Yeah, yeah. In the past. And uh -huh. oh, one time, you know, I was in the present time with a strong culture alive. And I loved it. I'm sorry, but in, for me, the Western world is the same everywhere. Paris, New York, Berlin, for me, they are the same cities with the same people, with the same dress, with the same mentality, with people who don't believe anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. There is not this uh, uh, belongings, you know, this strong belonging. You, you started by saying Jojo Lapa, it's your own language, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love this, like the fact that Uh, people still believe, still act. You know, I, my place is Boulder. It's a strong place for that, you see. People are really involved mm -hmm. at the stupa. Like, uh, so it's alive. It's a live culture. So the, the first shock was like, okay, it's not only in the books or in, in the old movies. It's now, and I'm living it right now. And this, I loved it. I, I was craving for that for a long time. I was feeling our society in Western is a museum. Like, uh, we are always speaking about the past. We had a great culture. We had great kings. That's true. Today, it's, it's flat. It's empty. The church are empty and stuff like that, you see. So people don't believe so much. We are, our festivals are no more most of the time so yeah the first shock was this it's, uh, yeah. nepal is great for that great i went to uh, the biscuit zatra uh -huh, uh -huh. it's really alive huh? yeah yeah <laughs> zatras are really alive Nepal is dangerous <laughs> yeah yeah especially in bhaktapur part yeah as well. it was in um timi uh-huh yeah, yeah. Timi. Wow. <laughs> then you feel alive <laughs> So from what I've studied is like you guys have a bit like when it comes to lunch time as well, your day starts a bit late from what I that's <laughs> what I learned in the books. Okay. Uh, and then another thing is uh, what I learned is you guys have um, a long lunch break, typically. Mm -hmm. um, that's also what I uh, what I learned. And then, yeah, small, small things. I think uh, cheese is very uh, famous in, uh, in, uh, in France. France as well. And yeah, th those were the things that I could learn, uh, okay. especially I, I studied uh, Spanish. So it was more about uh, Spain and mm -hmm. uh, th those countries. But yeah, my uh, there were two subjects. So there was uh, French as well as Spanish. So yeah, people people were it's like we we uh, idealize or we um, kind of dream about going to other mm. other part of the countries. And then uh, now that you said that. Uh, we don't value our own culture that made sense more to me because i think there are a lot of rich things in nepal as well mm. and it, it, it's yeah it's pretty interesting how uh, different people value different things and 
like even staying in Nepal, we can learn so much things of Nepal, Nepalese people. Obviously, I mean, I understand the envy to go abroad. Mm -hmm. What can I say? I, I came abroad. I had the chance to travel a lot. Nepali people, they don't have this chance to get mm -hmm. out easily of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, so for that, there are many reasons. But it's... Uh, yeah, I understand why you idealize the Western part. I understand. I don't eat cheese, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I, yeah, we have, yeah, we have the culture of uh, gastronomy, we can mm -hmm. say. And... Um, what did you say yeah spanish you so study spanish spanish they are pretty late you mm -hmm. know late in the morning late in the lunch late mm -hmm. in the night uh french people we are a little bit in the middle nepali people you are very early huh? you wake up very early mm -hmm. and um, yeah there are some differences like this and to answer what you say it's pretty much what i think what i try to show in the video is that um, nepal is super rich it's a small country, but so many cultures, so many places to visit. And yeah, maybe I was not thinking like this, but maybe I just try to remind people, yeah, this country is beautiful, guys. So we should take care of it and explore it, respect it, and uh, measure the value of, of it. So how, how was like the language barrier when, it, when you first came into <laughs> Nepal? Very difficult at the beginning. Oh, I stayed with Namaste and Danibat for a few years. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. You know, people, you speak good English in Nepal, so... And then you take the habit of speaking English with people. And then one day I thought like, okay, no. Si Dio Obama, Nepali bol nu parsa, Nepal ma bashu, Nepali sik nu parsa. And then, yeah, I made the effort. I tried to slowly start it, ask questions. Yo Nepali ma kevansa, tio dele prasna gareko, tie, garie, and uh, yeah, vistare onja. So, so were you, were, was this all out of curiosity or did you like learn, learn Nepali? As no, well? it was for respect. Uh -huh. Like, I live here. Uh -huh. So, I cannot pretend to love Nepal uh, in, and continue to speak in English all the time. You know? mm. so, you have at least to try a little mm -hmm. bit. It was from in my mind. It was one day I woke up like no, I have to pass this step. I'm involved in the country now, mm -hmm. so even now, yo devaragini sikshu, mo parshu, lekne kolagi, arikati garo chata. Aunchha bistare, aunchha gaka ba. I'm learning. So are you formally learning it, or is like Sorry? your friends are Nepalese? friends helping you to study of or course, of course or is it a formal education like are you taking classes for it no no class i i learned in the street oh, oh, oh. i learned as a music uh -huh, uh -huh. honestly it was like okay this that's why now i try to learn how to write it because you can pass even more one step but i never took classes i just learned by speaking with people that's my way in the street at the gym in Pasalma, you know, like, just like this, just went with the flow. The day I decided I wanted to learn, I was 100% focused. Okay, now, even if the guy is answering me in English, I will continue to try to speak in Nepali. And then slowly it came. So I think you also have this hunger to travel. Where do you think uh, that started? Or where do you think you were like, I'm going to travel rather than 
Jin Sam Young. Yeah. Yeah. Sanudiki. Oh, Sanudiki. Sanudiki. Uh, you know this, uh, you know Tintin? This, no, this comic. Yeah, yeah, Tintin. Tintin. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So I was reading this when I was really young. Uh-huh. And the guy, the guy is traveling everywhere. And I was like, oh, it's fantastic. Even he passed by Kathmandu when he goes to Tibet, you see. Mm-hmm. So, and one time he's in South America, one time he's there. So from very small, I knew um, I was going to travel. I, I, I was sure. That's why I did documentaries. I travel everywhere, uh, South America, North America, Africa. But when I arrived in Nepal, something was different. Mm-hmm. Probably that's why I stayed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big thing, Nepal, very big mm-hmm. thing. The, mm-hmm. Even for me, I, after traveling, you know, like Argentina, Brazil, US, uh, Africa, when I arrived in Nepal, especially, you see, in Bauda, I felt really, wow. Big shock, you know. Okay, mm-hmm. this is big thing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so f- from beginning, I knew I was traveling. I, I would be traveling. So it's pretty interesting because for us, normally my friends and we hesitate to travel a bit. Okay. Uh, in my circle. In Nepal, you mean? In Nepal, yeah, yeah. Because I think even though there are so many beautiful places, I don't think uh, some of some of our friends and families they travel a lot. Because we're so sucked in by the city uh, life mm. Mm. that it's it's hard for us to go to another part of the place, even though it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is we we um, kind of have this glamorous uh, thought of oh the 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 world is the Western world. Mm-hmm. We, we we don't see a, a, what is there in Nepal. Mm. And I went to Kopan Monastery okay. a while back. And then I I sat down with all these um other uh, all these travelers, mm. and then it was so interesting how everybody has this um strong will of traveling, mm-hmm. right? And then everybody is like, we we can't uh, waste our life, right? That's so new to me, okay? Because from where I come from, it, it's hard for us to go to another part of the place. Uh, and then yeah, they, they were like traveling. People were in, in my age traveling to Nepal from U.S., uh, mm. France, right? Uh, I think that that individualism is so rich. I think that also kind of is interesting because our society is based on mostly on collectivism. Mm. So we we stay together. We mostly that comes from our history. Uh, but I think uh, we can learn more from you guys and people who who have this individualistic characters as well uh, going uh, places as well to travel and what were the things that really um, was your favorite things when about culture in specifically in Nepal um, it's multiple mm-hmm. it's really multiple like uh, it's you have the Koti Derei Sanskriti Aru channel, Derei Farak Menche Aru, you go Pachim Madzane, Purba Madzane, Menche Aru Farak China, you have the people from Himalaya, the people from the valley, the people from the Tarai. I mean, you can change atmosphere so easily in Nepal. Uh, you can travel from planet to planet like this, mm-hmm. you see, and... Uh, yeah, that this I loved it because, uh, like I told you, from me, all the Western world that you are speaking about, it's a huge part of the globe. Take the US, take the, all the Europe. For me, it's the same. <laughs> maybe I'm not right. I mean, I'm <laughs> maybe going too far. There are still mm-hmm. some differences. There was 
lots of differences before, mm -hmm. but there is this kind of uniformization of the world, the Western world. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I, I will go to London or Berlin, I'm sorry, it's the same shop, the same bars, the same, same everything. And in Nepal, in 50 kilometers, <laughs> you can change, really, you change planet. Uh, you, you are with Talu people and suddenly you are with Gurung people in the Himalaya. It's not the same atmosphere. I mean, it's always a good vibe, but it's, it's not the same planet. So for me, this is the big richness of Nepal. That's why we should travel in Nepal. But I'm no one to say, uh, to explain to Nepali people, you have to travel. This is not the point. I'm not teaching anything. I'm just exploring by myself. Mm -hmm. If it gives some inspiration to people to realize... Uh, Okay, yeah, we have a great country and it's not that far. Bardia is not that far. Uh, Daran is not that far. And it's two different planets. And let's go, let's travel. And Nepal has this, there is one thing which is always the same in Nepal. You always welcome people super well. Mm. That, that's everywhere. Like you say, no, Atiti Dewa Bawa, you know, mm -hmm. but that's true. Except for plane tickets, which are expensive. <laughs> for that, yeah, you, yeah. maybe you forgot <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> it's Buddha here, maybe. <laughs> but, um, but for the rest, I mean, the welcome is great. Uh, there is this hunger of sharing something. And now that I speak a little bit Nepali, it's more easy also to mm -hmm. travel and to dive into small village, speak mm -hmm. with people. So, so yeah, many cultures, many mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I've seen is like other vloggers as well, who tourists who come by, uh, they also encounter some problems in Nepal uh, in, in, in relation to scams. So have you yourself uh, had any experiences? No. No? No, and I'm really, uh, I'm sorry, I will be speak frankly. Uh, I'm a little bit fed up of the people who make a vlog about scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, guys. It happens everywhere in the world. Even in mm -hmm. Paris, Japanese people are scammed. Oh, guys, it's the world. It's like mm -hmm. this, you know, and you really want to make one hour vlog to speak about something bad. Mm -hmm. There is so many good things to speak about. We are surrounded by bad things. You, you turn on the news, it's only bad news. Mm -hmm. And you take... I don't know how long you take to make your vlog, but you give to people 30 minutes to watch something bad or... Yeah, I, I was a bit disheartened by like some of the people who made the scam videos because I think that's not our, that's not the 100% story. And it's kind of, yeah, it, it's, it's, exactly. yeah, because there are a lot of things to encounter as tourists, as uh, people who travel. Mm. And then they make these scam videos and it's a bit disheartening. Yeah, yeah, I've been scammed in New York mm -hmm. by a fake taxi. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, I didn't make a vlog about this, you see. I mean, like, uh, okay, I enjoy New York after and I thought, uh, yeah, it's part of, you are not from here, you have to learn. And um, yeah, or this, this vlog about uh, negotiation, I got this taxi for this. I'm a real traveler because I save 100 rupees. Yeah, but guys, you don't know anything about the taxi driver life who has been to earthquake, who has been to COVID, who probably has a family to feed. You are saving 100 rupees? Wow, but I try, guys. You have nothing else to speak about. I mean, like, dive into the country, try to understand the people. I think you will grab more interesting things. Well, after I understand me, I'm not traveling all the world for my vlogs. I live in Nepal. 
I know to how to, I mean, like now I, I, I love, you know, when I arrive at the airport, coming back domestic airport, taxi driver, they, they see me. Okay. They think, okay, query I And they are like, uh, I say more boda zane. Okay. E kazar. Okay. Kina e kazar. Tinazar. Tinazar. Kina e kazar matre. They are why only 1000. And then they are confused. Like I said, die. I know tin se pasas like sa. And then, okay, learn how to make it a joke. Mm -hmm. uh, learn how to, to just to live inside this. Uh, but you will never see me make a vlog about, uh, oh, this taxi driver asked me 1,000, it's a scandal or stuff like this, you see? Mm -hmm. So I don't care about the scams. Mm -hmm. Just be careful, get some information, try to understand the people also. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, no one will bargain the taxi in europe there is a price and you shut so and here you arrive in nepal and you want to save 100 rupees guys seriously how, how like because you know people perceive you as squiddy first man when they come up to you and they know that you can speak in nepali how how surprised are they normally yeah pretty positive uh -huh. you mean the taxi driver or, or uh, anyone in anyone general? yeah i think there is a good uh, good surprise for this um i told you i learned by respect and i think people take it as this you see like uh, oh nice you you made an effort and then we have a conversation how long you have you been in Nepal? And then we start to speak. So yeah, there is, of course, people are, I think people are proud sometimes. Okay, it's cool. You speak Nepali. We are a small country. Mm -hmm. I say, no, you're not. <laughs> so no, there is, it's good. Mm -hmm. Good. And how, how is it perceived in France normally when you try to speak in French? Yeah, that's the big difference. French people, they will be like, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Even if you make small mistake, they will be like, oh, 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 not like this. That's not the proper way. So there is this, yeah, big difference. In Nepal, if you, at least if you try, try. people will be, I think, uh, yeah, they will be pleased. Because I've seen like this in the movies and the uh, in, in social media as well. Like French people, like they kind of um, not take it well when, when you try to speak in French <laughs> and then they point out and then exactly yeah this is the point you know come on guys it's uh and french is a very difficult language yeah nepali also the grammar nepali it's it's pretty hard <laughs> oh my god i'm still confused you know i think i have pretty much good vocabulary but i do lots of in grammar like, uh, and conjugation stuff like that but it's coming mm -hmm. we'll try so I want to dig more into your YouTube journey, right? Okay. Uh, so I think you started in 2022 or... Yeah, exactly. 2022. Exactly. Uh, so, because I think it was perceived really well by the Nepalese audience, how you portrayed us, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so how has your YouTube journey uh, been till now? Uh, it's a very great experience. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the fourth video the three first video were not working i mean it's the beginning and the fourth video was like very viral it was about food but i guess lots of video have been done about food but i try to do in a different way like little bit uh, showing different cultures uh, different ethnies ethnical food and yeah this one get viral and from that moment yeah let's be honest a little bit up down it depends which video 
but for me it's great i mean like uh, it gives me even more motivation to travel to meet people mm-hmm. so it's a uh, yeah it's mm-hmm. a wonderful adventure so somebody who people who see you as like a really good youtuber and how you portray mm-hmm. stories what are some advices that you would want to give to people who are starting out youtube and trying to show the thing and then trying to tell a story in a video mm. do your own way i mean youtube is full of copy 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 i do this video because this video worked in another channel um i mean there are plenty of video they are the same and uh, with the same titles what can i get for five dollars in Kathmandu? always the same mm. at beginning like i told you my three first video like really maybe 300 views 500 views then lots of people started to tell me you should do like this you should do like that I said, no i want to do my way mm-hmm. so and then the fourth one boom <coughs> my main advice yeah do your own way stop watching others like this one has worked so i will do also like this my channel will work i mean and you are not creating but generally i think it's the problem in the world like we are in a world of remix there is no more composer in music in cinema there is only sequel mm-hmm. fast and furious uh, 52 uh the re- re- we take a music from the 90s and remix it remix 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 youtube is a little bit like this these days from what i think there are only remix like, uh, um, piro challenge uh, uh, best momo no 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 yeah Create something <coughs> your own way to try to what 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 does it really interest you? I don't want to make a video that doesn't interest me. So my main advice, if I can give an advice because my channel is not that big, but I always follow this. I don't want to betray myself. I want to do my own way. It sometimes it didn't work. Huh? I have some video who have pretty much bad scores and I not bad. Okay. As soon as you did it from your heart that will be that will be yeah I, I also see like i think you take uh, you you take a pride in like making your videos because it's so well uh polished <laughs> at the end so how much time does it take to actually shoot a video think about it and publish it um thinking i don't know i'm always thinking uh shooting generally two days two three days mm-hmm. uh the classic format i go for example friday come back uh, sunday and then two, three days editing, uh, because I take my time to check my footage, then properly edit, try to make a kind of a movie spirit by adding some music, finding the good moment when there should be edited sequence musical and then raw, raw sequence. Then I have a big work of subtitles and then i got some help uh sometimes for for this i have to thank my big friend sorav that you can see in the video Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes he's always helping me a lot for that and uh yeah so yeah one week one video i guess Uh, so are you uh, currently doing youtube as a full-time job pretty much i have other stuff to do i have my social work uh taking care of the children home uh I'm still writing also uh, lots uh-huh. of things, but now, I mean, like, yeah, it's pretty much 80% of the time, but I cannot do a daily vlog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lots of people ask me, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
why you don't post daily? It's been long time. We waited long time for the video. I fully understand, but it takes time to make this way. Uh, I'm not shooting with GoPro. Uh, you know, you have good equipment here. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, what is to manage uh, camera, camera with, yeah, yeah. with uh, foc focus, uh, uh, filters, whatever. Uh, editing takes time if you want to do it properly. Uh, yeah. yeah, GoPro doesn't give you that feel of like the cinematic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and um, because like a lot of people would want to do YouTube as a full time and travel as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's pretty interesting that we now can do it because when when I initially started, I started posting videos on uh, in 2015. Okay. Back then, like nobody was doing full time YouTube. It was just like generally people post here and there. And now that we can see people who can earn as well, it's mm. pretty interesting to me. And then it's, it's kind of fulfilling because uh, now we can do what we love, to be honest. Yeah, it's a big access to, to be free to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why I told you, do the way you want. You have this amazing possibility to do exactly 100% the way you mm -hmm. want. I have worked in TV in France. Mm -hmm. So I was TV director for documentaries. Mm -hmm. Even you are the director, there will be the producer, mm -hmm. there will be the chief of the channel. There is always someone who is telling you, not like this, just he's adding his touch. Mm -hmm. YouTube, you can do what you want mm -hmm. as soon as you respect the, the rules of mm -hmm. uh, the chart of YouTube. But uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing media, I have to say. So you can find pretty much everything on YouTube, huh? good, bad. You make your own selection, but <coughs> creating is possible not easy but it's possible mm. could you highlight some moments in, um, in your in your um, in in france that i think you, you told me that you were working there as well because it was a j big jump from there to here so could you highlight some of your moments back there back then as well highlights in france has uh, in my life in my work or? yeah work work um <laughs> because it's it's a pretty huge risk for somebody to be like leave their job and then live in across the country definitely completely and yeah I, I think because for for a lot of people it's it's not feasible as well yeah yeah lots of people told me that so the highlights when i got my first big contract in tv it was an achieve achievement a good contract with 20 episodes to do traveling the world I mean, like, wow, crazy. Um, the highlights in France, I don't know. <laughs> in my work, the, my work was always abroad. So um, in France, I was coming for editing, stay with the family, and then go again. So Argentina this month, uh, this week, <laughs> oh. US this week, and then oh. Africa this week. So it was moving, moving, moving. So pretty much a dream life i have to say yeah yeah definitely uh did you ever like rethink about your risk because even though even even if like uh we love something sometimes the barrier is there of mm. like will i succeed if if i take this risk uh should i go back where was that ever a thought never were you like settled i'm gonna do this i mean if you doubt you don't do mm -hmm. Mm, of course, there is always something on the back of your mind, like um, 
but it's like one percent so you have to trust yourself after there is different people in the world there are different people in the world there are people mm -hmm. who they, they they just go because they feel they have to and you know, maybe other people they will think about too much about the risk about the comfort they have i'm leaving this but what i will get there i don't know i'm the first in the first uh, category <laughs> So yeah, I never doubt, but with Nepal, it's um, it's a love relationship, you know. It's like uh, it's, it's like in a marriage, you know. You have good days, bad days. You have hug, you have fights. So my relationship is Nepal. It's Mayako Sambanda. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So in love, it's always you know, but it's in it's intense. Yeah. It's intense. So. Uh, I've never regretted, oh. never. Oh. So talking about any any experience that you really loved or any any stories that you can share uh, when when you were here, uh, when you traveled across the country that mm -hmm. you really loved, like any experiences that you can share on the In podcast. Nepal, huh? Yeah. Mm, pretty, all experiences were good, but I guess the day I was eating Musa in Bardia was a crazy day that day I feel I felt really like okay that's why I came <laughs> I, I want to live this kind of day you see I want to I want to be uh, in Daran uh, dancing in the Kirati Sakela I want to be in Bardia uh, with Taru people in the jungle uh, trying to see some jungly hati uh, I want the other day to be in trying to reach the Tilicho Lake and, and being a little bit scared some moment when, you know, some stones are falling there, you are like, okay. But every time in Nepal, the good thing is that you are never bored. You always feel alive. And this is the feeling that I was searching in Nepal. I was searching to, to, to feel alive. So wherever I have been, I was like, okay, that's an experience. That's an adventure. And with Newa people also, huh? like uh, in the Zatra. Yeah, yeah, Zatras. Even hunting Jujudo in Bhaktapur is cool. I mean, like you uh, you enter in this small passal and mm -hmm. start to speak with the people. Every day I feel alive. And yeah, that that's really cool feeling. Uh, have you, what have you tried specifically uh, in, in, in ne uh, Nevari food? What have you tried that you really, that you really loved? Jibro. Jibro <laughs> and Cheng. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think Cheng, I think it's a, it's a part of your yeah, channel it, as well it, now. It, now. Be, it became, it became, yeah, man. this is true. I love Cheng. At the beginning, I was confused, you know, when I arrived in Nepal. Like, yeah, next time, next time. And the day I started, I was like, why? Okay, that's great. And actually, it was in, uh, you know, in Kirtipur, in Newalahana. Mm -hmm. I had this, uh, I was with a friend who knew more than me. He said, okay, you should try the, the tong, the jibro. I was like, really? Bafko jibro and chamal kocheng? Wow, difficult today. And I tried and I was like, oh my God, I love this country. <laughs> you know, it's perfect. You add little chatamari, uh, some mixed bara. Me, I'm king, I'm rajao. Okay. <laughs> How different was Chang from wine or any other alcohol mm. that you previously drunk? Mm. I mean, I still love wine, huh? mm -hmm. but uh, wine will be now for different occasion. 
it's very different of course it's um i will say the the wine is my roots mm -hmm. the blood yeah i got jester the chang is my yeah my new life and there is some different one recently i found a banana one a kerako chang oh <laughs> kerako chang in, in tarai in chitwan have you have you tried tuan oh the yontong it's tuan is um the, the, the black one no no it's it's uh it's 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 i think chang uh, yeah it's, it's similar to chang yeah exactly but in newari yeah yeah but the, it's chang actually i think you call that uh, the yontong is the black one yeah and there is the ratoton or something like this the the red one i've tried yeah 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 it's more thick it's more thick yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never people get drunk yeah yeah <laughs> me too with them <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you also tried the the boy that we called it, it's it's um tura and it's masu oh. kosikomasu as well uh kosikomasu with tura yeah. Tura and it, it's it's basically a newari delicacy yeah yeah i think i've tried this one yeah yeah of course i think i tried most of the newari food mm -hmm. very good very good so since you are in a lot of space uh, you know since you're in in a lot of uh places that we are not if if somebody had <laughs> to go on a date <laughs> what places would you recommend because i think you've traveled a lot that you could recommend you mean a date like a travel date like uh, with your with your partner yeah you want to go somewhere oh man it's difficult <laughs> um maybe mountain will be difficult if one of them doesn't like to work too much uh -huh. uh, <laughs> i don't know man. Uh, i really like tarai actually i think they are very good place in tarai to to chill and to to discover but maybe it's not the perfect honeymoon or Oh, man i don't know maybe some food they can try <laughs> musa <laughs> okay <laughs> okay darling i bring you in bardia to eat musa <laughs> it's a good start for the relationship uh -huh, uh -huh. yeah at least you know who is the person you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at least you know if you're you it will match or not yeah the vibe <laughs> <laughs> if you can handle this then you're the one oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I also saw you like clubbing and then I, I feel personally that we have a great nightlife in Nepal as well. Oh, so yeah. how, how was your experience clubbing in Nepal? Yeah, very good. It was a long time I was not going to club, mm -hmm. but uh, I knew that the nightlife in Kathmandu, the first, first time, uh, <coughs> nightlife in Kathmandu was really improving, you know, uh, years after year. And some way I wanted to show with this video that uh, Nepal is multiple. You know, we have probably lots of foreigners. They have this image of Nepal, which is the cultural one. But Nepal is really improving in, in terms of uh, infrastructures. Mm -hmm. And there are people really involved and really serious, you know, in what they do. And uh, of course, the LOD yeah. is really massive. Yeah. It's really impressive when you one one of my friend was there recently. He entered in LOD. He was really there is this in Kathmandu. I was like, I thought there was only monasteries, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's good. And my experience was great because of this. I was even myself, even if I knew that it was improving, I didn't expect it was that level. It's really good, guys. Really, I mean, uh, LOD is 49th club in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it will grow, <clears throat> and. Um, 
other clubs are great like Omnia Plan B many plenty of so the experience was great which was your personal favorite ah, it's difficult to say I mean like uh, I have good relationship with everyone <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah of course LOD is LOD is massive it's mm -hmm. in terms of techniques uh, engineering the lights it's really impressive even in in Europe I'm not sure they are this this level in Paris. Mm, I'm pretty sure there is not this level. So mm -hmm. and it's in Kathmandu. So yeah, the experience was great. I'm not so much a dancer. I don't like to dance so much. But uh, shooting that, speaking with the people, and uh, catching the ambience, the atmosphere was great. But I'm not so much a club person. Uh, club person, sorry. Like I don't go every weekend. A uh, little bit more since I did this video. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, and then I did also a little bit in Pokhara recently. Uh -huh. And same like um, the 16 and the catwalk. They are serious. Very uh, how serious. different is it from back home? There is good vibe. I didn't see any problem. Um, but it's related to the Nepal vibe, I think. I mean, I've never feel in danger in Nepal or the atmosphere in Paris is more heavy. When you go out in the club, you're always prepared to have a fight or stuff yeah, like this. Yeah. There is always a moment where there is a twist in the, in the night. Um, I mean, really often. <laughs> so yeah, I like this. It's easy. It's uh good vibe like uh simple is, is it a bit safer in nepal it, it definitely it's it is safer i mean oh. it's been years i'm living here never had any problem even at three o'clock drunk <laughs> with other drunk people i i have noticed that even if there is a situation where it can be a little tension a smile can appear very quickly in Nepal. Mm -hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe because I'm foreigner, I don't know. I can, but very fast the situation can. Okay, mm. okay, yeah. Yeah, let it go. So, so how how has your? Because uh, <clears throat> I think uh, YouTube has helped you a lot in 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 terms of traveling as well. Since your tra uh, channel has gained traction, right? I think uh, it's uh, is it more easier for you to travel since you have like a public <clears throat> presence. Um, Has that played a role? Yeah, I think people recognize me a little bit more and I get more help also. And um, yeah, of course. I mean, it was easy at the beginning also. Um, I'm always well welcome. But yeah, now there is a little bit this, uh, oh, you're the guy. And then, uh, okay, we want to show you this in the village. Uh, so, yeah, but it's not huge fame or whatever. I'm not searching for this, but the welcome is always, already, always, I mean, the welcome is always good. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, I think uh, it's uh, when, I, when I was watching your vlogs, it was pretty interesting, like how every, everything, like people were helping you. And then, mm -hmm. like, uh, I, I think people loved your videos as well so like it's it's i think their way of giving something to yeah. you as well yeah, because right. how you portrayed us how you portrayed napa i think it's it's a kind of giving 
back to you yeah. a bit. Yeah, true. There is what this guy in Daran during the Kirati festival, he, mm-hmm. he gave me this little uh, Rai gender, mm-hmm. Rai flag. And he told me that, he said, thank you for what you do. You are portraying Nepal in a positive way. And yeah, that was the best feedback I could expect, you know, like, because I do it with my heart. I'm not traveling all the world. I'm not using Nepal to gain subscribers, you know. I'm not here for three weeks trying to grab maximum I can grab in Nepal. And then I go to Thailand. I do it for Nepal because I love Nepal. Really, really, I live here. My channel is Nepali Tangida. It's not... Uh, and the only video I did abroad, it was about Nepali, like in Portugal or in Paris. So, yeah. Probably people, they are grateful some way for that. And, uh, and, and me, it makes me happy, of course. How was your experience uh, trying to find uh, Nepalese food in, in France? It was great. Suddenly I saw my, I saw the Paris differently. <laughs> yeah, there was another prism, you know, to, I know Paris by heart, uh, even if it's not my real city, but I, I spend lots of time in Paris. Uh, suddenly there was a, a Nepali community and I was entering in, uh, in some places and I was speaking Nepali with people and said, it was great. You see, even I found Dido, <laughs> I was like, really, there is Dido in Paris. That's great. <laughs> Since we talk uh, so much about Nepalese culture, how about you tell us some of the important culture that you have back home? Um, like I told you, I think uh, actually me, I was born and my culture is from the west part of France, mm-hmm. so the Brittany. Mm-hmm. So it's like in, a, in, in front of an ocean. So our culture is like a Celtic culture. Sanskriti Faraktia and mm-hmm. like um, yeah we have our own culture our own dances and I did a video uh, in my village this summer and I was trying to show the uh, common things that we can have in between the cultures so mainly it's regarding um, the pride we have for our food the pride we have for our dances the pride we can have for our language and stuff like that. But obviously, like I told you also, we are also victim of the uniformization of the world. So um, the culture will be really expressed only one, two, three days in during the year, you know, when there mm-hmm. is really important festival. Uh, so for me, this is the big difference. Like um, I feel like in Nepal, you will have almost not every day, but you will see uh, ethnical dress almost every day. You will see lots of festivals. So we have less and less and less and less compared to the time of our grandparents. At that time, it was more visible. You could see every day. So that's my main regret because in Brittany, we have a strong culture, very strong, like uh, regarding festivals, dance. And yeah. I hope it will not disappear completely. Mm. That's the main thing. So when when we see the movies and like um like cause cause there's a Netflix uh, series called Emily in Paris, <laughs> and then and from what I have heard, it's 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 very stereotypical, uh, Paris that we see. Mm-hmm. If you have any comments about that, uh, it's Paris is absolutely not like this. 
it's only cliches, cliches and uh -huh. layers of cliches. Uh, Paris is not nice. Paris is not safe. You will not hang out in Paris like this. And uh, I mean, really, if Emily was really in Paris, <laughs> oh my God, she will struggle, you know? Yeah, it's it's an image of Paris. You see, it's... Um, it's um, yeah it's a big cliche like the city of love and everything but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's like you make a series in Kathmandu and um, people drive safely there is no dust I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> polar opposites it's not not like this you see but um, yeah there was this movie also maybe you have seen Amélie uh, it was very famous Amélie mm -hmm. Poulain mm -hmm. it was the same idea of imagining a Finding your lover in Paris. Yeah, perfect <coughs> Paris where everyone is nice. Um, everyone, everything is clean. There is no fight. Everything is smooth now. Paris is pretty much the opposite now. But we, people still think it's the city of love. Maybe really, really in the center of Paris, you will find this, but it's fake. You see, it's uh, restaurants and um, people who plays with this image that the tourists have. Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's not real <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry to disappoint you <laughs> <laughs> because I also heard like it's it's known for its fashion that's what yeah. I heard it, as well yeah it was probably um, it's it's known for that but it's really in, uh, in the upper 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 class mm -hmm. you see for the fashion mode uh, yeah. defile we yeah. call that yeah. I feel it in my culture as well because it's starting to fade uh, and uh, you I think so. Yeah, it's because uh, I had a Nevari creator who who makes those vlogs as well, and I, I'm glad that there are also those kind of vloggers as well who who he he runs a podcast as well, and mm -hmm. it's in it's purely in Nevari, since uh, because our language it it's it's slowly starting to disappear. But I think now uh, Kathmandu has implemented that you need to learn Newadi okay. as as a subject. So I think that's that's a good, good plus point. But uh, because there's no implementation or because there's no like how we glamorize the West, there's movies that show mm. these uh, showcase showcase a lot of culture. I think it's lacking in the Newar culture in specific. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I think uh, it's getting challenging. Uh, in in specifics like specifics of the specifics how how we as um Kongsakars have different values different mm -hmm. cultures and we we only have about 800 to 1000 uh Kongsakars in Nepal so even even in uh Nevari community specifically uh, there would be different culture in specific mm. uh, uh caste okay from from what i've known and yeah, I think uh, it's it's pretty interesting that uh, you and a lot of people have this way of having like you have like a lens mm. from showing seeing Nepal. Do you also would you like to make a real documentary and then probably publish it because you're so well versed in filmmaking? Yeah, why not? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, why not? Like we said before, YouTube is you can do hundred percent what you want, but after. After a few time, yeah, if I can do something uh, with more budget, you know, something to, to travel further, I would be really interested to go up Adolpo, you know, very far. Um, so I have some dreams like this, of course, 
And uh, but yeah, to answer what you were saying before, it's very interesting what you say because I think this is the biggest challenge of Nepal to moder <sighs> modernization is there, whatever it's coming and it's good. I mean, we need infrastructures, we need good roads. I hope one day we need uh, good facilities, better things. But the, the biggest challenge for Nepal in now it's to keep the cultures and to digest the modernization in the same time, which I think we didn't do properly in uh, in the Western world. We we were overwhelmed by a modernization, and that's the way we lost our festivals, cultures. Even in France, you know, every district of France where there was difference, dif different, there was different cultures, different food. Now, so the biggest challenge is there for me, how we can keep this festival, this culture, this Newari language, Zatra, this uh, Sakela, everything. And in the same time, enter in the world more modern. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the main thing I'm observing. Mm -hmm. I think till now it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, like uh, there is a good balance between two from what I think. Mm -hmm. But after one, two, three generation, how it's going to look, yeah. I don't know. So it's always the, the, the biggest challenge. Yeah, I think it, get, it gets tricky where uh, like, so, like the children, the teenagers mostly watch uh, movies, documentaries, right? So it's, it's hard for them to digest what, it, what there is in, in our culture, right? Mm -hmm. And, it, and it some, like slowly people are starting to go abroad a lot to, to a mass extent. So I think that that plays a role as well, where we don't really want, uh, because even in even in our colleges or schools, it's to a point where if if we speak in Nepali, mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of like no, don't speak Nepali. Oh, you have to speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Test the culture, where like from where I studied, right? Kune kune school man se testo garon se ki timle Nepali matre. No, bolo. Nepali bolo milena, only talk in English. So th those those kind of rules, uh, modernization, as you mm. said, I think Tesla Gorda Bistari, everything is like slowly slowing down. Mm. And yeah, I think people should yeah, it, people should like actually see what it is. Since you have been to a lot of places, right? I think you have a holistic view. And you, mm. you already have went and you already have um, since a lot of Nepalese people haven't they probably might want to go and then like explore and then when they go abroad I think they get sucked into the uh, mainstream world where it's all work 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 mm, work of course and you have so much loans you go there and then I think you're stuck there and you can't really come back because now you have this responsibility of course yeah. you have you, you can't take risk I think that's the problem I guess yeah definitely definitely um, but uh, the the Nepali identity is very strong. So even people who goes abroad have noticed that the, they form immediately a Nepali community. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. <laughs> Wherever they are, like uh, they, they, there is the Nepali restaurant. Okay, we have the dalbat. We are safe. You know, it's a little bit like this, and they stay a little bit between them. But that's right. Once you go abroad, and that's the sadness of uh, why you go abroad in Nepal. You go for money, right? Mm. Yeah, mostly. Um, me in my life I had the chance to travel uh, oui, for my work but also for uh, holidays mm -hmm. okay this time we go to Spain this time we go there 
and it's more easy. Uh, I feel this very sad that uh, once you get the possibility to go abroad, like you say, you are stuck because unfortunately some people pay big amounts to go abroad. And uh, yeah, this, this is very sad. Mm. Uh, something has to be done for this. Something has to be done that you, you have the possibility to stay in Nepal and be involved in your own country, mm -hmm. be proud of it and have a good way of life. Mm -hmm. And something has to be done. Mm -hmm. for I, this. I think because like uh, people see it in a surface, right? B because uh, you have like a different view. Uh, Nepalese people have this view who, who are going abroad, right? They, they see it in a base level where only problems arise. Let's suppose you, you have to go to a government office, right? Mm. You see problems when you have to see the roads. There are problems and the mountain region we we study about it but it's mostly like oh it's it's already there i'm already i'm living here so it's already there it's kind of like that sensation right and then you don't you don't feel this urge to go because because there's this um already oh it's it's already I would go somewhere where I haven't feel good or not how much I want to know once I'll go on that's I think it's it's number one problem <laughs> yeah yeah true true but but even 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 in our like community like our our I did international baccalaureate so we are so much fine-tuned to leave the country mm. um, because uh, let's say universities we're we're taught to apply from the first year so you already have this mindset that i'm going to go to this university yeah sure live there and then uh, most people don't want to even come back to be honest yeah, that's the thing like why you don't want to come back because that will be the it will make so much sense to go abroad learn get some new skills, some new perspectives, uh, some new habits and discovering how other people can live, maybe improve yourself and come back and together build a better country. Mm -hmm. So everything is strict. If at the beginning you are already thinking, if I go abroad, I'm not coming back. I mean, like it's, it's very sad. It means really something is done in a very bad way. Up, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, when your people uh, wants to go abroad and never come back, there is a problem in the country. I mean, like something, that's why I say something has to be done. Mm -hmm. We have to think about this, how we give the possibility and the envy mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. to stay here. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's a great country with lots of possibilities, hard workers. I mean, uh, it's building everywhere, like, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, still people, mm -hmm. they want to go abroad. Some of people, they, that's the best case from what I think. You go abroad and you come back mm -hmm. and you build something. I think it's it's mostly also because of some, uh, the community, because you, you, you're some, you're expected to do something when you go yeah. to abroad. I True. think that's that, that, that responsibility that now you're, now you're another country. Maybe mm -hmm. you have to work or, or earn lots of money. That expectation eats you up so that you, even if you do something, you don't want to come back. I think that's that's more like a family struggle. pressure you mean family pressure yeah, yeah even the I've community if, if somebody goes abroad and comes back they're kind of look down upon yeah like, i think yeah. that's that's another <laughs> yeah problem. there are many reasons true 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 but i think you are <laughs> it's my vision huh? mm -hmm. but 
there, there is an image of the Bidis Dane. It's like Sapana Gestea, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, at the end, are the people really happy? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. There is a dream that everything would be perfect there. We earn more money, but in fact, expenses are really expenses very, very, expensive. very high also. So you, but I understand why people go. Yeah. I understand. Um, I, I think it's because like it is what it should be versus what it is. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. And talk, talking about co- content in, in in specific, I I I've seen that you 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 were so. Uh, you 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 saw the camera and then right away you had that <laughs> uh, spark in your eyes. How how much how much more would you like to fine tune your filmmaking skills? You mean to improve? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're always improving. Uh, after uh, equipment is expensive yeah. and everything, so because I think that's the challenge. Because <laughs> we want to produce something. But the equipment and the budget takes up, uh, takes up a large amount. Uh, yeah, equipment is always very expensive. But you can improve yourself even with the basic equipment. I mean, mm-hmm. like like uh, uh, how like we said at the beginning, it's it's not only about equipment. Of course, good equipment will bring a better picture, and you mm-hmm. can always improve your image and stuff. But what you have to improve first, I think, is the way you write, the way you sync your video, the way you the narration of your video, the editing that, that, and you can always improve. Mm-hmm. Still, I did, when I look, look back some of the videos, even one year ago, I'm like, should have done differently. Those specific stuff. Yeah. And it's good, this feeling. If one year after you look back at your work and you say, now I know what I, and in one year you will have improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should always improve, you know, mm-hmm. searching. So like you, you had a recent visit to Butwell, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And these people are all from Butwell as nice. well, originally. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like to share your experience about Butwell? I was very surprised by, by Butwell because, uh, you know, it's exactly the kind of city it's on the map, but why to go? Mm-hmm. You see, it's between, let's say, Chituan and Pokhara. And it, it, this is uh, exactly why I wanted to go also, because I had no idea what I will find there. And the vibe was very good. It's good. And I was surprised that, yeah, I'm now I'm, I'm, I will always advise to people, like if you pass by Chituan to Pokhara, I will stop in Boutoir. I will stop in Tansen. Um, it's worth it. It's worth it. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing I want to do with the channel, to show some new place also. Mm-hmm. Not, not always. It's, <laughs> it's easy to show Pokhara. I have done recently again. But uh, yeah, even I don't know, one day, uh, Nepal Gange or Bojpur, uh, to go there and just to see, to feel the atmosphere. Mm. And Boutoual has very great atmosphere and good, <coughs> good street food. You, you also had, a, I think you also did a travel with Chef Santos and... Yeah. Yeah, I think that video was pretty interesting. How, how was uh, working with them? How was the process of working with them? So with Chef, Chef Santosh and uh, Nepal Food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was for the sweets. I was wanted to just, because it's not so famous, the dessert in Nepal. So I started in Bhaktapur, mm-hmm. hunting a little bit, Jujudo, stuff like that. And I knew that in Janakpur, the uh, Mitai are very famous. And uh, you know what? Chef Santosh and Nepal Food, they are 
so accessible. We, you know, they are famous. I mean, Chef Santosh, he did this uh, master chef, Master, chef, master yeah. chef, yeah. Um, and how, how was the story? How how did you guys come to, to like making a video together? Yeah, first I wrote to Nepal Food mm -hmm. because we are in contact for few time. Uh -huh. We did some stuff together before. And then I say, I'm going to Janakpur. He say, okay, then you should meet Chef Santosh. And I was like, really? Is possible? Yeah, of course you can go. I will, then I will come also. <laughs> and you see, I like this way of, okay, it's suddenly it's simple. And I was like, when I will meet Chef Santosh, like, um, you know, it's a personality and he's super humble, super. He was, he welcomed me in his uh, new restaurant, Bitila, Bitila restaurant hotel, gave me a room. Travel with me in Janakpur, uh, searching for the Mitai. It was so smooth, so simple. And that's the way I like to keep, uh, not to be too much formal. Um, and, and then you see the real um, energy of the people, the real soul of the people. And I can say the, these two fellows, they have very good soul, you know, it's like always easy. And uh, it was great experience. I was like, yeah, surprise mm -hmm. in a good way. How, how is Dosa and Tihar for you? Because I think that's the biggest festival that we have out <laughs> yeah. in Nepal. But Dashen, every time you say it's the biggest festival, but suddenly Kathmandu is completely empty. Everything <laughs> is closed. <laughs> it's almost difficult to find food. Yeah. And when my friend, they, came, uh, they come, I say, this is the biggest festival in Nepal. And uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I say, we should go to village to really see the yeah, festival. festival. Yeah, But Kathmandu, Dashen Kathmandu, it's like, which is cool once in a year suddenly mm. no traffic jam. no traffic yeah, yeah. the roads are <laughs> yeah. very good uh, sudden, suddenly it's cool so Dashen generally but it's a silent moment and Tia is always pretty fun yeah there is a good energy everyone is coming back from the village so I do the Tika also I did by Tika with uh, you know so has I'm managing the children home mm -hmm. uh, with my family of course uh, there are lots of Baini and as I'm the die, I get the baitika, which is always a good day. You know, it's the it's the day, one of the day. I really feel I'm part of the the place. You oh, see, sure. yeah, mm -hmm. I'm part of here. You see, like the sister, they call me die, but as real die, and they make me the baitika. It's very emotive moment for me. So, so if you had to, if you have friends over at your homeland right what what would be the uh some foods and and culture mm -hmm. that you would like them to experience that you have experienced here in nepal yeah what, what, well, what my, my advice for food yeah. not advice what would you like them to experience mm -hmm. that you have experienced here what what are the things that you would uh advise them to try about nepal people from france in in any purpose, uh, food, travel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, there is three layers, right, in Nepal. So Himal, Valley, and Tarai. Yeah. So first, if you want at least to understand Nepal, you have to see these three layers. And then uh, you have to go somewhere in mountain. You have to see the valley of Kathmandu. And then you have to travel the Tarai. Three ambience. There are so many more. Okay, huh? but... Someone who is there for two, three weeks, mm -hmm. he has to see this three stuff. And and then, of course, he has to try uh, Newari food. He has to try, try the Sungur or Bungur Sekwa, <laughs> 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 
with Kodocheng and then, and then you are entering Nepal slowly. Huh? Dalbat you will get for sure. Um, we will go in Tarai and we will eat Gungi with Taru people. Then we will go to Dara and have the Sequa. And then slowly you will start to understand that it's a big mix of so many different people that form one country, you know? Mm -hmm. I want them to feel that. That that would be my main target, to show them like, guy, you are going to pass from planet to planet and when you will come back to France, you will realize your life is boring and your food is not that much good. <laughs> that yeah. would be definitely my target. <laughs> so you, you, you have made a lot of friends, right? So what, what mindset would people have to come in Nepal? Like what, what, what do you um, kind of, what mindset should people come from like uh, abroad? Mm to Nepal mm. to experience the real essence of Nepalese people. Yeah, I think you have to be open. You have to be easy with uh, nothing is going to happen as you plan. Mm -hmm. If you are too much strict, if you are too much, you know, Nepal doesn't work like this. Okay, they can, it's Nepali time, there is uh, the roads, uh, anything can happen. But if you take it in a smooth way, if you are ready to take it as an experience, then I think you have the good mindset, the good profile. Mm -hmm. If you are thinking that day one, day two, we do, we are going to do this at two o'clock, I will be there. Then you're already wrong. <laughs> so you should be flexible. And I have learned that because me, I'm very, you know, organized and everything. Yeah. I, I was making plannings. I try still, huh? but I'm more flexible. I say, okay, well, maybe we reach 10. So let's write 12 and then, The, the mindset should be like this easy guy easy otherwise you will get crazy in Nepal that's the main thing <laughs> yeah so talking about uh, the history as well what, what are the um, what are the amazing like facts that you have encountered or, or what are what are the history historical facts that you have encountered that really uh, got your eyes uh, uh, history of Nepal you mean? yeah <clears throat> I mean, there was a civil war pretty recently, right? And for a country who had a civil war recently, I think things happened pretty well. And recently there was some tension, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But... Because um, <clears throat> you just told me that, uh, Tavele, you also read the Ramayana as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if, if you could talk about, like, how... Because you... you researched maybe you researched as well as well as you took your time to mm. learn a language right mm. i think that is really uh, really good in a sense that uh, people will tag along re really quick and then if you know the history maybe you could implement that or mm. the learnings could be implemented of course there right yeah. so uh, when you when you read the history how how did you feel or or how how that translated in your travels yeah of course i mean like I think it's linked to the what we call in Nepal unity and diversity. Mm -hmm. This this is the result of a big history, right? So uh, we all know the story pretty Vinarayansa, but oh, unity it was made with war. Huh? The people of Kirtipur they know uh, very well that uh, it was. But there is this unity today, and this is the fruit of the result of a long history. And from what I see, the impact that it has in my vision 
and coming from a country another country i feel that this unity is good balance well balanced it's safe from what i think and that's the because we have that we have promoted we have saved the diversity we didn't say uh, to uh, newer people uh, you are not newari you are nepali we say we don't say to rai people you are not rai you are nepali we say you are newa you are rai you are brahmin you are taru but all together we form the nepal and this is in the national anthem right we all yeah. together we form mm -hmm. we form the nepal mm -hmm. and i think it works from what i think and i think it's the exact good way to build a country when you have people from so many different origin mm. i mean you know, no one has the same skin color or the same shape of eyes in nepal but you all feel nepali so it means the the unity has been built and it's for me this is the main thing we have to preserve in nepal mm. in france we did completely the opposite we say to people uh, you are not anymore from this district this district oh. you are french you are french so we try to build forcefully the unity Mm -hmm. and obviously it's not working mm -hmm. especially we have lots of immigration and mm -hmm. stuff like that and it's it's messy mm -hmm. so yeah i after a few times in nepal now i can say i think the best way to build a unity is to respect the diversity uh -huh. to say yeah you, you can have two three identities it's possible mm -hmm. respect the flag mm -hmm. let's be together and uh, and that's why i'm always thinking like that we there is such a potential to build a good country if some mm. people were more interested in their own people mm -hmm. so uh since like we were almost to the end of the podcast sure. right uh so when when you talk about like how has the uh travels and how you see the culture right how has that shaped your perspective in life mostly I'm sorry, can you say again? <laughs> <laughs> so like, how has your travels shaped your perspective in life for you specifically? My travel in Nepal? Yeah. How has that shaped you? It made me what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy every day. I'm in joy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, I have still hunger of discovering. And... Uh, I think it's stabilized me, you know, like now I feel I'm in my place, even if I'm a foreigner, mm -hmm. I feel, I feel like I found, yeah, my little paradise, dusty paradise, mm -hmm. and I love it, even if it's dusty, even if it's messy, even if people drive like crazy, man, seriously, please slow down, come on guys, <laughs> yeah guys. That's so, the main thing, guys. Be careful. There are our sisters, the children in the small street. Don't drive too fast, guys. Please slow down. But even there is some stuff like that, I feel in my place. Mm -hmm. And all this adventure made me myself, I guess. And so what, what, what do you think the future holds? Are you uh, for Nepal? Like for, for you specifically, how do you think... You, do you have specific goals to like maybe stay in Nepal or what's your future plans? That's a good question. I take it day by day till now, but uh, yeah. Uh, I, I want to be a part of it. Uh -huh. 
I want to be a part of a positive vision of Nepal. And uh, yeah, I want to continue this journey. Ananta Sama. <laughs> oh, only. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Make them kusilagi on Nepal, ma. Melodes Chodeko Aile. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming Th- by. Thanks to you. Yeah. You have you have given a lot to this country, I think. In terms of visuals, in terms of um, YouTube filmmaking as well, right? Thank I you. look up to you when I see the filmmaking aspect of your vlogs as well. Thank you. So thank you so much. And we, lastly, we have a package from Huba. Thank you so, so much. So when I when I called them up, they were like, "Oh, he he loves Huba." So yeah, we would true. we we would love to send package for Thank him. Thank you for that. Thank you, Huba. Should I open now? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Please okay, do. Cool, man. Seriously, they always have Whoa. good packaging. Yeah, yeah, the packaging is crazy. And yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. you can continue. Perfect, guys. Thank you. With, uh, we 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 have yeah we have one more package you yeah you can we we have one more. really perfect guys thank you so much like Nepal Kojenda thank you guys so these are energy bars from healthy treats healthy treats yeah so if you could uh, eat them when you're traveling right exactly exactly thank you so much plenty of it. I didn't know this brand. Healthy treats. Healthy treats. Yeah. Healthy treats. Perfect for traveling, traveling in Nepal. Yeah. Thank you. I'm ready for the next travel. Huh? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks to you. <laughs>